Back up, please. Hello and welcome to the twenty-third episode of Divination Dhando Takoro Flow. This is Ritika and I have my co-host Abhishek with me. Hello everyone. We are back this time on time and we'll continue with what we had done on Indigas talking about the Tata Singhu debacle and how Tata has found itself a new home in Gujarat now. This whole thing started in May 2006 when Ratan Tata had announced that the nano project is going to come up at Singur. That was the same day when Buddha Dev Bhattacharya was sworn in as the West Bengal Chief Minister. Right from the start, there was a strong demonstrations by the farmers against the forcible acquisition because the CPM government in West Bengal had not taken the consensus from all the farmers whose land was being acquired. They had not given them proper compensation, and there was a lot of bloodshed, protests, and it has been going on for two years now. Finally, now they have decided to shift to Gujarat, where the Chief Minister of Gujarat, Narendra Modi, has promised almost everything that. the west bengal government had promised and uh, they are going to have their factory somewhere in a in a place called sansad which is about mm-hmm. a few kilometers away from gujarat which will create up to 20000 direct and indirect jobs now mm-hmm. indirect jobs matlab all those people who will serve tea to factory workers all the factory workers will be employed to cut stones mechanics and all those people will be employed so that's that for now Tata had almost some five six states chief ministers chasing him and calling him that you know if it's not West Bengal then you please come here. <laughs> He had quite a lot to pick up from. Yes, and you know amidst all of this, we are missing out on the features of the car. I mean, do do you know this car is bigger than the Alto? I mean, people who will consider buying a small car hmm. by spending three lakh rupees in the Indian market by going in for a Maruti 800 or an Alto. This nano, which will be what one lakh or so, has some 21% more interior space. In the sense, it's bigger than the smallest car that is being offered in the country. Chota dam and bada uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they are saying. I mean, why would you go for an auto when you have a nano? So everyone's wearing it. It's also eco-friendly. You know, there is Mr. Pachurai who won himself a Nobel for peace. Yes. Yes. So he was not too happy. He said, "I am having nightmares at the prospect of Tata launching a one lakh car, where all the the roads will be flooded with that." But then, most of the environmentalists, you know, have the same opinion. No, but you know, people from Volkswagen, they themselves are saying that compared to an average Volkswagen vehicle, this mm-hmm. Tata Nano is far more environmentally friendly. So in the sense, he's not just assembling a car. by using cheap plastic or i mean having bad emission yeah, norms and, but then it's i mean the in this whole thing it's really sad that what they had to face in west bengal mainly because of the government's fault because it is the government's uh, duty to acquire the land from the farmers and to give it to uh, the industry and Precisely. it has not been successful in doing it because it did not have any policies in the first place and it forcibly acquired the land it's interesting you say that they didn't have policies uh, in place maybe that could be partly true but what they've done is they've simply gone ahead and used this 1894 land acquisition act which says that any private land can be appropriated by the government if it is to be used for public purpose but the problem is the definition of public purpose is a little hazy so now i don't know how would you relate a tata plant coming there and mm-hmm. you saying that it is this land is being appropriated for a public purpose so because of this 
clause in that act which is still very vague as of today and you know what the britishers had established this act to build railways and canals back in 1894 this is not only an archaic act it can be changed according to how you want to view it first of all by no consideration a land given to an industry to make profits can be termed as a land being used for public purpose if you are opening a hospital or if you are opening a school or you are making roads you can term that as public purpose hmm. but not this and for the farmers i mean you have to look from the perspective okay fine india is a growing country india needs land for industrialization etc etc but you think about the farmers what are they supposed to do for them their land is livelihood and that land which belongs to them is going to it it is going to be used by them throughout their life throughout the generations so the compensation also has to be such that it compensates them enough for that then when the protest started by mamta banerjee by meera patkar or whoever then they kept revising the compensation and at the end the compensation that they were giving for the land and whatever the jobs they were giving to the family members the farmers were now adequately compensated but that had happened after 2 years of all this it could have been avoided long back that part of it i do understand about the compensation part but i think you know negotiations and revising your scales is as simple as you going and buying vegetables on the street that both parties know when to walk away both yeah, of them did not walk the, away and in the end what happens our statistics would say that out of 13000 farmers only 2250 farmers refused the compensation which was more than adequate now, now so right now. right now now yeah, absolutely yeah now. I'm, i'm not saying that trinamool congress is not at fault i am saying right now obviously he was adamant that you know that land be given at 400 acres be given back to the farmers which is absolutely useless because now the land is not even tenable to make that land tenable the government has to spend some 1500 crores and even like i was reading many interviews of the farmers and they were of the opinion that they would be more than happy if they directly get to interact with ratan tata than interacting with the government or interacting it with mamta banerjee and you know in between in like around in september i think mr gandhi the governor of west bengal had come to mediate between the government and trinamool congress and then they signed a pact and the pact said that maximum land would be given back to the farmers and they did not define what was this maximum land so the next day west bengal chief minister is coming and saying that yeah everything is sold and the media is like everything is sold and according to him the maximum land was 70 acres and according to mamta banerjee the maximum land was 400 acres Mm-hmm. so she was rejoicing that we have won we have won we are getting 400 acres and this man is rejoicing that we are giving only 70 acres with the salt and yeah. so again the next day the whole thing again started and, and for all those who are wondering why this acres is very important is that tata was asking for about 997 acres where they would have their own plants and their suppliers plant as well so they worked on just in time as in philosophy wherein you get the raw materials from your supplier just in time which would help your tata nano go on the assembly line what mamta banerjee was saying is i'll appropriate 400 odd acres of land from you but the problem is 
the distance between the mother plant and your supplier's plant, if it increases, then the whole purpose of churning out the one lakh car is defeated. So your price tag again would go up. And that's yeah, and I- in all this circus, I mean, the real losers are all the people of Singur because they'll not get the compensation package from the government until this whole thing is resolved. What are they going to eat? The, our central government is so shana, I must say. They nicely, in between all this, they wash their hands saying that, you know, they pass some act or law that central government does not have anything to do with the acquisitions. Mm. It is the state government's uh, prerogative and they have to handle it. And every time the home minister or the internal affairs minister is asked that, uh, what is your comment on this or on this? They just say that you know this is a state matter. We are not interfering. Who are the losers? Basically, I think none of the 13,000 people who had laid claim on that land uh, will get anything like you said. Secondly, yeah. I think Mamta Banerjee will not gain much out of it because had Tata actually continued their plant in Singur after having negotiations mm-hmm. with the farmers, she could have at least, it's like you can have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. I mean, in all of this, a company, uh, an innocent company, I must say, I will not blame much of this on Tata by saying, why did they choose? They are the ones who have suffered a lot. Like you said, two years, they are trying to build a car which is the cheapest in the whole world that Hondas and the BMWs have not been able to make. And politics comes in and ruins the whole funda of capitalism which India wants to move towards. Exactly. But right now, some good news for them is that uh, the plant at Gujarat will have a capacity of uh, 500,000 units compared to 300,000 in Singur. And uh, it's going to help the car market in India expand by by what, you know, 65%. And and in the previous podcast, you said the car sales uh, in India are decreasing rapidly. And I think this... Nano will actually increase the whole industry size by that much. That's true. And as soon as Tata came into Gujarat, there has been a lot of positive buzz around Gujarat with many more foreign companies. The MNCs are coming in and seeing Gujarat as a you know a prospective place to set up their plans. And yes. many companies which were earlier thinking about West Bengal are now seeing twice. Like there was a statement from Infosys also that now they'll have to rethink about their plans uh, to set up their office in West Bengal. So it has been a strong loss for the state. It's like Jaggery, where all the ants come because you find that Jaggery somewhere at the corner of your house. There is DLF, which, uh, DLF and Parswanath. They're actually mm-hmm. acquiring land, will be acquiring land very soon, near Sunset, the plant, to develop major townships in uh, in Ahmedabad, close to Ahmedabad actually. So a whole new real estate boom is waiting to take shape in Gujarat. And then there is healthcare as well, Cadillac, 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 sorry, Cadillac healthcare. It's also coming up with a few plants there. Yeah, but you know, in all this thing, I don't know if the West Bengal government or other governments have learned anything because you still have a raging war regarding SECs in Raigad, where Alliance is seeing a protest. Then the Apna South Korean steel firm POSCO, which is trying to acquire some forest land in Odisha for a long time. Hmm. They have not been uh, successful. We you can't forget Nandigram. Yeah. Yeah. Nandigram. So there has been actually, and after all this happened, what? Has any policy been framed regarding SUVs? Nothing. We have to view at it socially also. We cannot just think about only from the perspective of industrialization. No, you know, but about the forcible acquisition, whenever we read this in the newspapers, I'm not very sure how forcible it is. Because the farmers would be more than happy to quit what they were doing on their own land, that is harvesting crops year by year. But yeah, well, agree, that, not everyone, but they can at that's least... That's what we think. That, well, that is not the perspective of the farmer. Well then, I mean, would you no, not ha, rather ha. have a safe job 9 no, to 5 in a factory no, where no, you can, you can no, have all the pension plans in place? 
you're talking about jobs right, right. now the west bengal government is giving one job per family to every farmer if there are four brothers in the family they all used to go and till the land mm-hmm. they used to get i mean whatever they used to work together and they used to share now one person is going to go out and work how much is he going to earn is it going to be equivalent to the four people who are earning there is a difference another thing when you are saying that this is my own land i am the king of my land i do whatever i want to do tomorrow i have to work as a watchman in some factory it's right. not acceptable to that farmer as an analogy i'll mention what happened to the mill workers when the mill industry closed down in bombay mm-hmm. these were all skilled people who were expert at a certain skill right right in the cloth industry now when the industry is closed down now they are being told that we will give you a job now these people are getting jobs like a pun in the office or like a watchman or like a driver so these people for them it's like they are skilled people who were working as technicians and now if they have to work as a pun in the office even if you are compensating them with a job how do they accept it you cannot pay everything in terms of money i agree that the industrialization is very important but the kind of acquisition you are doing is also what kind of land you are choosing if you see the land that west bengal selected it was an extremely fertile multi crop land you mm-hmm. cannot choose such a land for industry you you have you must be having not so fertile lands a single crop land in your state why can't you give that land so you have to set up a policy what kind of land what kind of compensation i'm going by the assumption that there was some amount of thinking that would have gone behind choosing the type of land but i have a difference of opinion where you compare the farmers with the skilled workers who lost their jobs when industrialization took shape the difference is that uh, see in case of uh, the skilled worker he did not have anything except the skill that is consulting for example that's his only skill but whereas an entrepreneur like a farmer who is an entrepreneur who has his own land he has that land for which he will get more than adequate compensation when an sec comes there he gets a job plus he gets the real estate amount which the skilled worker they are lost out i do agree i mean that part of the argument stands true where a person would not feel the same pride as he does when he works on his own land but then if you let ego come in the way all the time without no, being disparaging anywhere no, about, I'm, i'm not talking about all the time i think let's do a quick math there are 13000 people here see part of the money that they will live off for the rest of their life will come from the land that they sell to tata or through the government and one out of four people who will be working See, throughout their years should be equal to only... huh, yeah, yeah. yeah that should be enough money that the farmer would have earned had he chosen to farm on his own land and i think with the amount of industrialization the real estate rates that go up that amount would have been adequate that mamta banerji should have known and secondly the other problem is that farmers don't have a union which can fight the likes of uh, tatas they only have representatives in the form of mamta banerji imagine mamta banerji it's just assembling everyone it. and saying that hey guys don't worry i'm going to take care of this and then she does what yeah. she wanted to do in the first place exactly. so the oppressed remain the oppressed yeah so this misguides them to the government to look after this, such people but if government only turns their back on these people then where do they go true i think with so many people not having anything to do with the land that they had pledged to tata now now that they they don't have tillable land this actually speaking becomes in my eyes a criminal offense by the opposition i mean you basically put many people out of work many allied industries shut down 
so this can't be quantified yeah, on you, pen and paper have. but this is an offense this is a big offense which of course there is no law or act saying that future worth of current money or current prosperity would have been so much so trinamool congress is liable to pay so much so that doesn't happen yeah, we don't have any laws you know what what happens at the end trinamool congress has gotten away with whatever they wanted to do west bengal government has gotten away with what they had to do and the poor farmers are the losers and media has stopped covering it it's not sexy enough for the media it's very exactly. i mean let's throw this open to all our listeners what they feel from uk usa canada you guys are out there tell us what you think about all of this Yes, and there has been lot of SCGs, so we'll move from a bad news for Tata to a good news for Tata. Hmm. Uh, the good news is for the sister company, Tata Consultancy Services. Even amidst all this subprime crisis and IT going down, etc., etc., TCS has found a reason to be happy, and uh, the reason is that it has acquired the Indian back office unit of Citigroup. Yes, which has twelve thousand employees, and it has paid. 505 million dollars during the time and city group doesn't know whether it will see the light of the next day then <laughs> it has it has lost about 26 billion dollars city group and there is an important clause in the whole deal saying that uh, whatever happens if tomorrow city group gets sold off to any new buyer he will have to abide by all the obligations in this contract so basically they have hedged the future possible sell off of city group because of what is happening out there in the us yes and many the analysts don't think it has a right move also because the bfsi sector is uh, right now going down BFSI? so the strategy bfsi uh, is uh, banking financial services and insurance mm-hmm. but then i think they are uh, going by the prospective earnings of about 280 million per year mm-hmm. but the good news for all the people who are would be part of this new company is that tcs does not plan laying off any one of the 12400 employees which are currently working with <laughs> that is the thing this thing that they don't ever lay off people. but then they did right now i believe they have started yeah, yeah. right now they have started and there is some more buzz from the indian it industry and that is exons a british uh, technology consultancy firm uh-huh. which is mainly into serving of uh, software developed by sap Right. So I'm glad you said SAP and not SAP. Yeah, otherwise <laughs> if I would have said SAP then I would have got a lecture from Mr. Abhishek. So both uh, HCL and Infosys both the Indian IT companies were battling for Exxon and uh, Infosys has now withdrawn. Yes. And you know who the advisor to HCL is for the whole deal? It's Merrill Lynch. Oh. It's <laughs> it's actually was gobbled up by Bank of America a couple of weeks back. Uh, so yeah, Merrill Lynch is advising HCL on what to do right. and it seems like the strategy was that infosys had used all the money they have in their reserves for this acquisition whereas hcl had used part of their reserves and they had said part they'll take a debt because they thought that infosys is again going to rebid so they had kept that reserves money aside in case they have to again counter mm. bid infosys offer so hcl was pretty gung-ho right from the start So for that balance amount, it took a loan from Standard Chartered for 400 million pounds or so. Yeah. In fact, you know, I think that most of the this is really off the track. Mm-hmm. Why people who are doing MBA right now, when you teach them financial management and all that, so in the financial management exam, you can now have match the following. Where in one one side you will have all acquired companies, <laughs> and on one side you will have all the com oh, the uh, the banks who have acquired it. and you can ask them to miss and match because i have lost track you know somebody says merrill lynch and i'm thinking okay who had acquired it 
was it Goldman Sachs? No. Was it Breastons? No, that itself was acquired. It cannot be that. So right. it, it has become confusing now. With Goldman Sachs, it was actually Warren Buffett who, or Buffet, however you pronounce him. He was a guy who had put in $5 billion in the company. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He has uh, just acquired some $3 billion worth of G uh, shares also. Ooh. And in fact, in that Goldman Sachs deal, they have a clause that the CEO, CFO and COO of Goldman or their families cannot sell more than 10% of their shares in Goldman until October 2011 or till Warren Buffet or Berkshire Hathaway, the Warren Buffet's company, redeems those $5 billion in preferred stock. And preferred stock means that preference shareholders will get the first preference if the company goes down. See, generally preference shares are called, called as in you can redeem them after five years. But Warren Buffet has said, I can redeem them anytime within five years and you will give me a 10% premium on that, on my 5 billion investment, which is about 500 million. So Warren right. Buffet, uh, he's a godfather in all of this. I mean, when companies are going down, a company like Goldman Sachs is saying that, okay, we'll do what you say, just lend us $5 billion right now. Yeah, and you know, Berkshire Hathaway is, I think, one of the very few or maybe the only one whose shares have actually risen in the past one month. Yes, and one of the startling contrasts is that Berkshire Hathaway's uh, Class A shares sell at $125,000. They don't believe yeah. in stock splits and they don't believe that they want people who can hang on, cling on with them for life maybe. And he's got his yes. famous statement, I invest forever. <laughs> you would not speculate yeah. with having $1,25,000 sh- <laughs> share with you, right? Yeah, in fact, uh, rumors also state that earlier Lehman Brothers had also approached uh, Warren Buffet for bailing out their company. But Warren Buffet, I guess, he sensed <laughs> that he's bankrupt, so he refused to buy. <laughs> yes, yes. And we can go on and on with this because... Uh, huh. That's what we'll be doing in the next podcast, which will be released very soon, is talking about all the bailout and what exactly are the remedies that the Fed and the Treasury have taken to hopefully bail all the banks out and hence the economy getting back on track. So that's about it from this episode of Business Go log on to theindicast.com and please leave your comments there. We love them. And also, if you have any suggestions on topics that we should be covering, please add them in the comment section. That's about it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.